Money Radio, discussing the business of making and spending money. Good day to all of you out there following us on uh, Money Radio uh, in Nigeria and abroad. You're welcome to a fresh week of a leadership podcast. The topic we're discussing today on Money Radio is increasing agriculture with improved technologies and innovation. And uh, with me, my, I'm your host, Case Hammond. With me in the studio is uh, Sir Antonio Uku. Thank you. Good yeah. Here. Yeah. And I uh, hope all of you had a nice weekend. So you're welcome. The topic we're discussing actually is uh, a fitting one because uh, Nigeria finds itself in a looming crisis, agriculture, or food crisis. Uh, we say so because um, mm -hmm. between February, sorry, um, it was March this year, um, the Food and Agriculture Organization of the UN, United Nations Food and Agriculture Organization released a report. And part of what is written in that report is uh, a dire situation. Um, the report says, for example, that uh, between 2016 and 2019, Nigeria exported agricultural products to the tune of 803 billion naira. But at the same time, we imported agricultural products to the tune of three, sorry, 2.35 trillion. 3.35 trillion. Naira. That is about four times what we imported compared to what we exported. And that puts us in a dire situation. Uh, it puts us in a dire situation because it has been projected that by 2050, that is about 28 years from now, Nigeria's population will be somewhere in the neighborhood of 400 million. If we get to that 400 million mark and we are importing food to that extent and uh, the prices of oil and other commodities that we export uh, our crude is uh, not something you can rely because it's always fluctuating, not stable. So that puts us in a, in a dire situation. We are not agriculture or food secure yet. So what can be done? What are the problems? Uh, that's what we are here to discuss today. You're welcome again. Thank you. So, um, what are the problems? Oh, well, first, let me um, put this in perspective. Of course, with um, the huge population in Nigeria, um, over 200 million currently, the, the, the food demand for the country is very, very huge. So, even if all that Nigerians were focusing on was to feed ourselves, everyone will be adequately, um, you, uh, there will be something for technically everyone to do yeah. all through the food value chain for Nigeria to be sufficiently um, secured when it, in terms of food. But let's say since the... Um, discovery of oil in commercial quantity the Niger nigeria has gone back on on um doing something concrete in terms of providing for uh, food for nigerians 
we I, I remember I grew up hearing about the groundnut pyramids, you know, you know, yam, you know, you know, when there's a food festival, you see everywhere bubbling with all kinds of food. Go to go to the villages, everywhere there was food of all manner, yam, um, maize, groundnut, um cassava in all parts of the country there was there's one food that was um produced in abundance and then taken to other parts and that was the mainstay at this point nigeria con uh, agriculture contributed about 40 percent to the country's gdp at that time which was it was, it was, uh, Which was yes significant. Uh, I want to remind you, um, that was in the sixties. That was when Nigeria's population was around seventy million. Today, Nigeria's population is around two hundred and twelve million. Uh, by some reports, some the the World Bank says two hundred and nine million. So somewhere between there, we find ourselves. And today, you were mentioning 40% contribution to GDP. Today, Nigeria's uh, agriculture contributes about 22.35% to GDP as of March 2021, according to the Food and Agriculture Organization. It has even gone down. You're talking of March. As of June, the contribution went down to 22.13%. So it's still, it's still going down. Yes, so uh, we are, we are in, uh, the country finds itself in a dire situation in terms of food security. All, already as in July, the um, Food and um, Agricultural Organization, uh, as part of its uh, World Food Program, placed Nigeria um, as a hunger hotspot. So. <laughs> along with 22 other other um, spots around the world so the the situation is already critical it is because of the lip service that policymakers have played to most of the plans and uh, programs that have been put on ground in, in past years you know it may shock you uh, that 70% uh, of Nigerians are actually engaged in some agricultural uh, activities or the other. If 70% of your population is producing only about 22% of your uh, the GDP, that means there is a problem. There's a, of course, there's a, a, a big problem. And now, the problem lies in the issue of remaining in subsistence farming in this era of high-tech um, uh innovation in in agriculture we can't keep um the, the the country's population has grown exponentially and we're still um handling the issue of agriculture as if we're still feeding uh, when the country was less than uh, half of the current population you know so, uh, uh, as we say in local parlance there is need this time to shine our eyes uh, we, we need to shine our eyes because uh, the situation is getting dire. Um, some of those issues that have been pointed out by experts include poor land, land uh, tenure system, um, low level of irrigation, uh, low technology, high production cost and uh, low uh, poor distribution inputs, limited financing, high cost of uh, uh, post 
harvest losses and uh, just name them access to market all of those have, have, have been pointed out now can we touch on these points land tenure system how is it affecting the agriculture well um the land tenure system in which um are people holding the land people are not holding the land but let's say right now government owns land so why doesn't government give this land out because uh according to that report there are people who are actually under you some some agricultural imports or some how do i put it uh let's see some some latent uh, some latent uh, uh, resources are not being put to use it may be expertise it may be uh land it may be technology but they are not being put to use on enough land so um how come somebody has the means to produce and is not producing because of shortage of land? Well, if, though there is um, the issues with land tenure or land use, I'm not sure it has um, really affected um, agriculture to a very large extent. Okay. Because you still find people utilizing um, land, even though it's not is not theirs. It's yeah, the but, uh, people leasing land. Yeah, but that may be at, that may be at high cost. That may be a uh, high cost of rent of the land. If you if I have a tract of land, say two or three acres of land, and I'm uh, charging you X amount that you may not be able to uh, get any profit from after all of your investment, you may be able to get just because part of uh, a report that we have here says that. Uh, access to um, access to to markets is another problem because if you have a a huge agricultural uh, output and you have difficulty in accessing market, your food is uh, of course perishable. Of course. And if it's perishable, yeah. you know that uh, before you get to the market, you have lost. So the cost of renting land is another problem. Uh, yes, you you've pointed out um, access to market. Before there can be a problem of access to markets, it means that Nigerians are actually producing. So it means that there is land for Nigerians to produce. You make it so, point there. Uh -huh. So there is it's not that there are no problems with um, access to land, mm -hmm. but the fact remains that despite this uh, problem, Nigerians are still finding a way around it to produce. And that is why when you go to some parts, during a, 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 a seasonal project, yeah. you, you find a whole lot of waste, that food wastage. Yes, so true. it means that so many um, uh, people engaged in producing those food, regardless of the issue of land. So I believe that beyond land may be an issue, but it's not um, a key issue that is limiting Nigerians right now from engaging in farming. You make a point there. Another aspect of um, uh, that is uh, that is encumbering and culture. People point at climate change, and you can dismiss that. Climate change is a, is, is is also uh, a problem because uh, by the main fact that people are migrating from the north to south means that there is limited amount of water. To uh, that's where technology comes in, which we'll touch later on. Yeah. But uh, that issue of climate change, climate change is there. Mm -hmm. That's where we need to 
let's talk about irrigation. Irrigation is is government not uh, putting much into those. Uh, uh, I want to see investments then irrigation. <laughs> of course, government have um, put um, some. Though maybe not. But as maybe much. Uh, 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 so maybe it's high time government starts to consider genetically modified uh, products. What do you think? I believe that would be a controversial issue. Yes, yeah, that would be. Um... After all, it's not killing people where it's uh, consumed. <laughs> Americans are, and we buy food from America. <laughs> so, Americans are. Uh, the bulk of the food we eat here is not from America. So yeah, that is true. Yeah, the bulk so... of it. But we. Uh, look, look at the statistics. We said that uh, 803 billion naira worth of food was exported between 2016 and 2019 whereas 3.35 trillion naira worth of food was imported that means we depend on food from abroad, from abroad. now where is this abroad aren't we talking uh, possibly about the genetically modified food and food well that is left to be proven <laughs> <laughs> it's left to be proven now so, uh, uh, look on the, the screen here you see fish Dried fish. Ah, that's sumptuous. It looks uh, inviting. Now, you must love food. There was I love I love food. Don't you love food? Let's look at this uh, this fish. You know, there was a time, not more than ten years back, we had fish like this being produced from the Lake Chad basin, uh, from that area, that Lake Chad area, and uh, recently. You know, there's this same climate change issue that people mm -hmm. have uh, talked about. Uh, we have been seeing that that lake is drying up. Yeah. Yeah. Which is affecting the production of this food. Mm -hmm. right? uh, it, it, it's, you remember this fish? Yeah. Yes, it's affecting the production of this fish. Of course, we, uh, we, 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 we can't uh, completely uh, sidestep the issue of uh, insecurity. Boko uh, Haram mm -hmm. activities and the affecting people's production uh, producing this fish but uh, we know that uh, the fish i mean the the lake has been uh, drying off which is affecting production yeah it's affecting production but don't forget that many um nigerians have gone into um fish farming fish with ponds oh yeah that's true all around and i'd be interested to know that nigerians yes. are among the highest consumers of fish worldwide yeah so what Niger we have nigerians that are producing food yeah the 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 thing that should be looked into is producing the food in a manner that um they can produce enough within a limited time and that is where innovation that is where technology comes in you know one country i always point to when it comes to producing food and uh, maybe we need to learn from Israel. Israel has nothing. When I say nothing in terms of natural resources, virtually nothing. But our country is a net exporter of food. When I say net exporter of food, I'm not just talking about a huge uh, export, huge percentage of export. Not that a country, a country of uh, 7 million uh, people. That country exports a huge, uh, in fact, part of their GDP, a huge percentage of their GDP comes from export. 
of uh, agricultural products out of nothing that we learn from those people. Let's go for a short break and we'll come back and we'll discuss that issue. Please stay with us, listeners. Money Radio, discussing the business of making and spending money. Welcome back, listeners. Uh, thanks for being with us. Uh, I am still in the studio, Case Hammond, and uh, I'm here with you. Yes. So we were discussing technology and innovation as a way forward for agriculture in Nigeria because, as we said, uh, we are a potential hunger hotspot. Yeah. That's the word you use. Yes. Yes. Potential hunger hotspot. Who made that comment? Is that the World uh, um, Food and Agriculture okay, Food and Agriculture Organization? Organization. Yeah. So the federal government has gone uh, has pumped in so much money uh, in the past. Um, like to name a few of them. We have Agriculture Promotion Policy, uh, Nigeria Africa Trade uh, Investment Promotion Program. We have the Presidential Economic uh, Desertification Initiative. We have economic export promotion incentives. We have zero reject initiative, reducing emission from deforestation and forest degradation, Nigeria erosion and watershed management project, action against desertification, and a host of them. But with all of that, we are still where we are, net importer of food. One thing that pains me, and say, uh, I, I always mention it, in 2019, according to Trading Economics, uh, a statistics website, an American statistics website, in 2019, Nigeria imported palm oil to the tune of 99 million, not naira, dollars. Dollars. Get read my lips. Nigeria imported palm oil in 2019 to the tune of 99 million dollars. Um, that means we have actually neglected palm oil. Sometimes when I hear about the price of crude oil uh, uh, slumping, uh, inside it gives me some some joy. <laughs> yeah. Well, because so- once we don't have these challenges, once we don't have the challenges that will make us to look and take agriculture seriously. Seriously, this issue won't stop. We'll continue to yeah. pay, pay well, lip service to agriculture. I- so does that mean it means that the only time uh, we will be able to make useful impact headway in this direction if if the price of oil stays down for a very long time but yes. of course that w- that has its own um, disadvantages because these things don't just um uh, these policies they don't just uh, uh, begin to yield results overnight Yes. So when that happens, and there has not been any plan or plans that programs that that, that were policies that were put on ground were not um, followed up, there were no uh, no action was taken on them, and then the, the the price of oil slumps, then we begin to feel the impact immediately. And that is the time you always hear, uh, let's diversify, <laughs> diversify the economy. So, so uh, on a, a very serious um, um, note, Nigeria, our policymakers, we need to move away from playing lip service. To you know, the, uh, uh, I give, a, I give, a... and focus more on agriculture, on um, mechanized farming. We have there are large expanse of land that, with 
technology, with um, irrigation, uh, a whole lot can be done using farmlands that are that that may look that look like desert. If, if, yeah. if I may, you know, um, put it that way. Uh, uh, the present government, uh, President Buhari's government, um, I give it to him. He has uh, invested much into agriculture. Even the previous government did. The Obasanjo government did. They have been investing. Uh, probably those investments have not been targeted investments. Um, President Buhari... Uh, Put put pen to paper. Uh, he signed a, an education policy last year. I like that, where uh, there are incentives for people who work in the education ministry or in, uh, in the ed education sector. Yes, uh, including uh, admission into university, scholarships, uh, being uh, uh, guaranteed a job when you come out as uh, 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 a. a, a, a an edu education, education uh, graduate, mm -hmm. uh, uh, years of service. Uh, he gave. I, I I love what he did. He actually gave um, incentives, incentives for to, people yeah, for, to uh, study education. Yes. Uh, so this should be, this should extended, be extended to agriculture. To agriculture. And uh, not only that. Um, I listened to a minister speak uh, just not long ago, uh, and I like what he said. Uh, there are people who need to be absorbed in the universities based on their passion, and not just based on how much grades they are, how much they, they make in jam before they can be admitted into the mm -hmm. university. Whereas uh, there may be space for 500 students, but because of jam uh, results or because of uh, entry, you limit that. Uh, that and is, then at the end of the day, you admit people, you admit people who passed on paper um, yes, or don't have, have passion, passion. For, for it. You got at point. the end of the day, they finish reading courses in agriculture and, and they don't do anything. Down, just do nothing. Or, or, or they finish with a, a, um, a degree in agriculture, they go into the high companies, so, go into other sectors. So, so, uh, <laughs> what does that do for the country? It, it, it does nothing. So, so the, uh, these policies need to be tinkered with somehow. Yes, so yes. That, uh, And also, I think uh, uh, Nigeria will also need to focus on um, specific products one after the other. We have seen what has happened in the area of rice. Yes, yes. There, there has been an improvement in the production yes. of rice. From 3 million, uh, 3.7 million in uh, just a little between 2017 or 2018 and uh, 2020, from three million metric tons to three point seven million to four million. Yeah, but we still have a deficit. Of course, we still have a deficit of three uh, three, three million uh, metric tons of uh, rice. But, but that is a step in the right yeah, direction. Of course, with this um, Central Bank of Nigeria's Anchor Borrowers Program, we have seen the production, local production of rice being seriously ramped up. Yeah. And there has also been um, a lot of um, enlightenment. Now you find so many people preferring Nigerian, uh, Nigerian rice. rice. In fact, that's what I did this morning. Of course, preferring <laughs> Nigerian. I can't remember the year I had um, foreign rice in yeah. my home. And I don't, I don't enjoy it. It's very tasty yes. uh, to have the local rice is very tasty yeah, so is. if um we have targeted programs like that 
and um, it is followed through consistently, we'll find out that um, we'll be making headway towards uh, this food security thing that we are we're, we're talking about. Yes, just before we uh, switch topics, um, there is this, um, in terms of um, deforestation, which is uh, one of the factors militating against uh, agricultural production. Uh, we talk about um, increased technology, but let's look at also uh, the issue of natural gas. People are turning away from the use of fire, fire co uh, charcoal, charcoal and firewood fire. to the use of uh, gas. This yes. uh, high cost now, the, the, the rising cost is actually uh, uh, discouraging people from uh, switching over. So government needs to look into that. Just before we go, let's look at another topic. Let's just touch on another topic. Okay. Auto policy. Let's see. Um, about three years ago, when the German Chancellor came to Nigeria, she also, the, the Angela Merkel, mm -hmm. uh, the one who just uh, resigned. Uh, of course, they are having elections in Germany, and her party lost yeah, yesterday. But when she came uh, to Nigeria about three years ago, uh, she signed or she had an agreement with the Nigerian government, and she went to Ghana and had a similar agreement with uh, the, the Ghanaian government. The Ghanaian government has made put at implementing some of those policies which they had an agreement about but the nigerian government is still sitting on that so tabling that and uh, that poses a problem nigeria's auto industry is dead but now like nigeria uh, ghana's auto policy uh, is actually uh, by the way these are topics that were discussed in national economy on pages 12 and 13 yesterday so that auto policy uh it, nothing has happened about it and because of that investors are scared to come and invest in the nigerian market what do you have to say about that well the nigeria has um not um, um signing that auto policy into law is affecting the country nigeria still depends a lot on um, imported vehicles yeah the data we have um though that data is somehow to me um, we have it do you think it's cooked uh, well i don't <laughs> well, the, the data there is that um 400 000 vehicles were imported in five years i don't see that because except to say that that was what the um the ports recorded and most of the vehicles were brought in they are smuggled were smuggled in yeah. and last day also the um, minister of finance mentioned that 1.8 trillion was spent on importing vehicles yeah. for just one year 1.8 trillion and, uh, and you that is the official figure available to 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 her and much maybe let's say maybe 50 percent of these have come in through uh i've been small golden yeah and and they are not recorded, not recorded. so what happens nigeria, nigeria lose, continues nigeria to lose out mm -hmm. and this is affecting everything especially affecting um revenue generation yeah. affecting job losses uh, job losses yeah. affecting in terms of uh in terms of uh, um, uh, foreign exchange, exchange yeah, that's and that's why we're having this issue of a forex crisis right you know, now. Uh, like um, our chairman um, say, um, 
Nigeria is a member of uh, the economic community of West African states, mm -hmm. ECOWAS, and uh, Nigeria is also a signatory to the AFTA agreement. Yeah. yeah. Very soon, if things continue like this, mm -hmm. with Ghana's auto policy, that our neighbor, Ghana, mm -hmm. will make their money from the Nigerian market because they will have a right based on the, the agreement Nigeria has with the ECOWAS and AFTA. Mm -hmm. They will have a right to export their made in or assembled in Ghana, in whatever you see. They will have their course. right to export their vehicles to Nigeria. Nigeria will become that market, which, of course, the, <laughs> they, this will be like the elephant meat or the whale meat that uh, <laughs> or you, you can cut and cut and cut and go finish yes, yeah. uh, but uh, Nigeria will have to solve Nigeria will be solving for it. So yeah. our lawmakers need to act and act fast. Otherwise, this will we we're actually going to give our uh, lose our market to these uh, neighboring countries. So you have yes. any point? Yes, I just want to read um something so a little bit of something here. Yeah? yeah. It said in nineteen um eighty the um, Nigeria one dollar was eighty kobo. Yes. In 1980. Yeah. Uh, but today it's um, um uh, one dollar to five hundred seventy-five. And what were some of those reasons? They said we rode in locally assembled cars, yeah. buses, and trucks. Pojo was Pojo cars in Kaduna, Volkswagen cars in Lagos, Leland in Ibadan, Anamco in Enugu produced our buses and, and trucks, stir in Bauchi, producing agricultural tractors, and on and on and on. Vono products in Lagos, producing the seeds, and so on. So, but all these things, I'll <laughs> all, tell these, you, I'll all tell these companies you. have closed down. I'll tell you, a, 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 little, a little digression from uh, what you just said. When I was in Liberia as a boy, mm. The tape recorder I was using, a sharp tape recorder, was mm. assembled in Port Harcourt. So I read it there on that on the body of that tape recorder. It was, you know, this big tape recorder mm -hmm. with the sound box. Yes. Assembled in Port Harcourt, and uh, when so I until we go back to these times, <laughs> those things are not going any longer. Until we go back to these this times, time. yeah, we, that we, that we find here, we things all this um the economy being like this, it will not just. Um, you know, miraculously, it's not by prayer. Change. It's not by prayer. <laughs> Something has to be done yeah. to, to, to bring about the change that yeah. we desire. Yeah. And it's not by putting into uh, practice the mm. policies that we outlined for economic uh, development. Yeah. So uh, let's let's uh, let's uh, make this a message uh, to President Buhari. I like uh, some of President Buhari. One thing I noticed about him, uh, not a uh, seeking favor, but He's somebody who uh, closes his eyes when he wants to do something. He closes his eyes and does, does those it. things. Uh, we can see that with uh, even the signing of the petroleum industry bill into an act, which we have now. He was not afraid to send uh, amendments. Not right. just about thirty-six days after. So I like that boldness. Let him uh, extend, extend the boldness to, to other, agriculture and uh, other sectors. Yeah. So that's how much we can take today. Uh, been money radio i mean uh, you, you you have been our guest uh, in-house in guest house. uh it's uh Anthony Ruko. uh i've been your host case thanks to our producers and uh, thanks to all of you who have uh, 
be following us. Please be with us tomorrow again on Money Radio. We have uh, another bumper edition. Stay blessed. This program is brought to you by Leadership Podcast from the stable of Leadership Media Group.